journey of the fifth edition. Join our various gaming groups as we play the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And maybe just hang out and chat about gaming in general. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Welcome back to Creative Play and Podcast. I am Kelly, and along with me is... Jim! Hey, that's kind of nice not having to do the intro. I should have you do that more often. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yes. And today, we're going <laughs> to silence you. <laughs> yes, Let me spit this out. <laughs> today, we're just going to do a little talk on um, some of favorite accessories for D&D. Now, I know in the age of COVID, you don't usually, you know, you're a lot of times we're gaming online, but when you're gaming in person, a lot of gamers like to have their accessories. And I'm not talking dice. Dice are not necessarily so much an um, um, a, uh, accessory, but a necessity. However, you can have lots of dice and then it almost becomes an accessory. And you have to have the pretty colors. I'm partial to the glitters, but then that's me. <laughs> but other things. So, Jim, what is one of your favorite accessories for um, gaming? So, as I pull out the notepad here, oh my master, is this going to be a top <laughs> ten that we're talking about here, or uh, what, what? What order are we going to take this in? Sort of an informal back and forth. I'm totally missing with you. You don't have to have a numbered itemized list. So, what's one of your favorite accessories for date for D and D gaming? Oh, so uh, I'll have to uh, start up my notepad list here just to make sure I'm not being redundant and repeating myself. But I will go with as a GM. The number one thing you should have is a three-ring binder. That way you oh. can put your writer's Bible or GM's Bible, as you probably are as a storyteller, and have, even if you're a player, three-ring binder is the shiznat because you can have your character sheets and those cool little protective sleeves in the three-ring binder so you can draw on the outside of it with wet erase markers or dry erase markers to keep track of things. I am a huge fan of the three three ring binder. I will have to take. Um, I don't like the three ring binders so much, but I do like. Um, I tend to favor 
um, a uh, it's a clipboard that is also a case, so you can slip your uh, um, papers inside and with you can even depending on the you know how many papers you have in there or something you can even put a complete set of dice in there i've even did it with a dice tray but we'll get into those but i like that because it's kind of a self-contained and i color coordinate mine (laughs) different (laughs) games have different clipboards so and what is nice is when you if you if you have the space you can open it and it's it's a little tray on both sides mm-hmm. um and you can have your characters in the plastic sleeves plastic sleeves are great mm-hmm. um and you can do the the dry erase on them um and you can do that if you don't have the space you've got the clipboard side um all of it contained and you can have all of them clipped to the one uh section of it you know they're the one width and so. and as a gm if you do the clipboard case it is handy you can have all of your npcs on the outside but with a cover sheet and then mm-hmm. you just lift it up ominously in front of your players and you read up yeah. the information you need i i, I kind of like that better than the three ring binder but both are perfectly valid and whichever they like i also happen to like they actually make um sleeves uh with or or little folders that you can get um out of the plastic um with but with like pretty D&D paintings on them and stuff of the different book covers and and stuff and inside you have sleeves uh or like that you can put on the side and then they have um the my, the sheets that you can put your papers into uh there plus they have a section for cards. Oh, you mean, so you're talking about the official D&D character portfolios. Yeah. Portfolios, yes, yeah. thank you, that's the word. I'm not sure if it's I folio like or too. portfolio, one of the others. I think it's portfolio, but I'm not sure. But I do really like those. Now, I do have a tendency to have a lot of, like, background information. I'll have sheets with my, you know, extra information and stuff so sometimes that's always not as nice to because to, to, it's so smooth it will just slide out and and it, and it can't seal shut like mm-hmm. the clipboard but i still like this so some of my characters have those and yeah the nice thing with the D character folios is it's got the what like last two pages have card slots in the, yeah. the sleeves so you can put the if you have your character spells in the sleeve the spell cards yeah. Sort of like a hybrid of fourth edition when they did everything on cards. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I, I've even made my own cards um, for different things, you know, like uh, the Bard's um, Bardic Inspiration. Mm-hmm. That way I just have it right there so I can look at it and stuff. And I'll totally go back to the three ring binder idea and steal one from you. That in the three ring binders, especially during, you know, back to school days, you can get those pencil pin holders like you do mm-hmm. that has a little zipper in the three ring binder. So mm-hmm. you can shove your dice set in there, too. So you have that nice and safe. Yeah, I do. I have one for pens and pencils and those types of things and then one for dice. So, yeah, I do have those because it is nice when you have your grab and go gaming stuff. Mm hmm. So that Absolutely. way you can color coordinate, you know, which which binder or clipboard you need for game night, especially when there's multiple games. You know, you got it mm-hmm. all set up of this color is for this character and you can just grab and go. 
Mm-hmm. And because, I like doing that with the clipboards, too. Because there's nothing worse than forgetting your character sheet on game day. Oh, don't I be, know, Don't be right? that guy. Don't be, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Though I did find um, it's not an accessory, but, like, now the, the spell cards would be an accessory. And I love the spell cards. But... If you don't have um, a folder that you can put them in, sort of like the Pokemon cards, you know, those types of things where you can use same type of thing, but for spell cards. Um, uh, one thing that I found is an app. They do have a 5e spell list one, which is great because you can customize it for each of your specific different characters. Um, so that's nice, but it's also a general search. So say you're already bringing a lot of stuff to the game. You don't mm-hmm. want to necessarily bring a stack of cards um, or you don't have the uh, little uh, card sleeves where they're already in there for your, that specific character. Um, you can I can use the app to and do searches. I know you have a favorite app. Which app is that? Oh, well, the one that I am referring to. Hold on. I think it's just 5e spell. But let me go specifically to it. It is D&D Spells 5E. Because I'm a fan of that app in a pinch. Of course, normally mm-hmm. I just Google the spell and it comes right up. Yeah. But if, you know, if you're a gaming person, that might not always be an option. But I like that. That's mm-hmm. a nice one. And they but, do have the option to make a generic one for spells that aren't in there yet, right? Mm-hmm. You can You can also add your own in there. Which, that is super handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do love the spell cards as an accessory, um, but yeah, sometimes they can get cumbersome. But it's something. Sometimes it's nice to have that, um, and the app will do it too, where you can like mark off that you've used it and stuff, or on your character sheet you can like mark off that you've used it. But like what I always like to do is, you know, either you put a big X through the card, like nope, I've already burned all your, you know, if it was just the one. Um, when you're starting out low, it's kind of hard to, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but you can put a check, you can dry erase on it, you know, you don't have to. Or what I will sometimes do is I just flip the card over. Which that's one of the best ways of doing it, especially if yeah. you have sleeves. Exactly. So, but you can just use your dry erase to mark through it. Say if it's like you can't cast it again until you have a short rest or a long rest, you can just put an X through it. Um you know, because sometimes mm-hmm. the sleeves can be really tight and you don't necessarily want to butts with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, you kind of hinted at it, but I will say my uh, my next pick will be the dry erase board or something that you can use as a dry erase board mm-hmm. and dry erase markers. Because even though I am not getting to the next thing, which you totally know I use dry erase or I use wet erase markers on. <laughs> but having a little dry erase board is great for initiative tracking. It's great for jotting down quick notes. You can totally use that for damage to your monsters. If you're a player, you can totally use that for quick quick references. Because, you know, again, if you have a uh, clear sheet protector on your character sheet, you can totally mark off spells on your spell page just by checking through them. Or you can keep a running tally of what your hit points are. Just remember... Watch the dreaded arm roll that wipes everything you've <laughs> written down clear. We've all done that at least once with a dry erase marker. 
Um, I am left-handed, so it is the bane of my existence sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I once wanted to learn calligraphy, but I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's going to be a little too awkward and very uncomfortable to do it without dragging my, my hand across the letters. So... And uh, for those GMs that want to make your own, you can totally go to Home Depot and buy a four by eight sheet in the bathroom section that's used for putting up quick and dirty bathroom walls and totally cut that in half to have a two foot by four foot sheet that you can then, of course, leave as dry erase marker or cut grids into it using a drywall tee. I've done that one before. Only problem with that one is when you do that, the score marks will pick up the dry erase marker and never let it go. Because when you score so, it, it then becomes porous cardboard in those cuts. Well, then I'm just going to put it out there. One thing that would be cool, because we have a friend who has one, um, um, a laser cutter. If you get some acrylic and you carve in a grid, just flip it over where it's soft on the other one that's like completely smoothed on the other side. But now it's got a built in grid. Yeah, that that's a huge cool idea is using the grid, the acrylic tiles. So that way you can use any map and just flap the clear acrylic over it and you immediately have grids to make your life easier. That's kind of cool. Yeah, because that way you can then uh, make sure to use your dry erase markers and not have problems. Mm-hmm. And you can totally print maps in poster format, tape them together, and then not have to worry about drawing directly on them. Because yeah. I've done that one, too. Yeah, that's true. And uh, um, you can preserve whatever map or that you draw underneath it and just draw on the acrylic top. And I'm going to go, you know, one of my favorite of course accessories that would go perfectly with this grid are miniatures not Um, required but they're so much fun (laughs) so yes especially finding that perfect one oh when you can find that perfect one or if you have somebody that has a 3d printer that can 3d print something cool from hero forge (laughs) (laughs) I do like Hero Forge, um, uh, uh, but also Thingverse or just, you know, they have some really cool stuff. Yep. And, and miniatures. I mean, there are so many companies out there that you can find miniatures that work as well as you can always go old school and do like the little green army met, you know, just in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Yep. There is something to be said about your game table when you've got a, uh, combat going on and 3d representations on the table mm-hmm. change the tactical experience a lot mm-hmm. and that's another thing that like when i have a folder um that i keep my characters in and they have a specific area effect i will take pipe cleaners or um and you can get the really acrylic ones where you can lay over a map are so pretty and so cool um uh for the like cone effects or area effects and stuff so you can see a visual reference on the map um and that's cool because it's like well if i cast it this way i'll get my teammate i don't want to do that it's easier to visualize if you have 
the um, correlation with the little mm-hmm. um, marker for the. And it's nice if you do say burning hands and you have that 15 foot cone, you can put it out there. Or if you do mm-hmm. campfire and you're creating tiny fires that are going to be semi permanent, it's nice to whip out that little two cent pipe cleaner in the mm-hmm. appropriate color and bend it into shape and plop it there. Mm-hmm. Which I had totally uh, some do fun stuff pre with. pre uh, done in the colors and the pipe cleaners, um, and just if you keep them in the folder and <laughs> they don't typically get damaged, mm-hmm. you can also just do a paper. Um, the acrylic ones are nice because you can uh, see through it. Yeah, and also when it comes to miniatures, you can buy the clear acrylic minis that are basically two dimensional. But mm-hmm. you get the little character ringlet that they sit in so they stand up. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of cool companies that make different uh, acrylic miniatures that are really cool because they fold flat. And you can, you know, put it in your three-ring binder or your clipboard and not worry about squishing it. Yeah, and sometimes depending, you can get them a little more what you want specifically because, I mean, most of the um, miniatures, it's gotten better, of course, but especially back in the day, they're all male, or if they're female, they're just like boobs, um, not like <laughs> realistic outfits or something. But now with all the different new playable races and stuff, sometimes, you know, I, I really want to find that half-orc Genasi um, uh, monk with frying pans for <laughs> the preferred weapon. Yes, that is the character I want to make next. (laughs) Well, you see, back in the day, you'd get some green stuff putty and you'd take your nail clippers and wire cutters and start chopping up the the mini you could find. And you'd mix up your green stuff, which is, by the way, a two part epoxy clay that miniature gamers used back in the old Warhammer day. And you would scope boobs on your half orc and flames <laughs> on their head and two flat frying pans instead of swords and glue everything back together and that's what you would do back in the day yeah but then you'd have to base coat it and paint it and you know or but. find that one artist friend of yours that you could bribe with either a mini of their own or food to, to paint it for you <laughs> this gives me food for thought I mean, if you have one of these acrylic um, uh, cut out two dimensional ones, um, the base, you could actually put an LED light into the base and then your character would glow. You could totally do that, especially if you went for a thicker acrylic, because I was thinking the uh-huh. like paper thin acrylic like they do the most miniatures. But you could totally get like the no, quarter inch acrylic, cut it thick, uh-huh. and have a glowy base underneath it. Well, because if you do that, then you can have the character engraved with the laser cutter. Ah. Really pretty. Oh, I may have to talk to a certain friend of ours. Yeah. Glowforge is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So that was your number four there. I'm going to go with number five since we're talking about minis so intently and miniatures lead to tactical battles and tactical battles require the battle mat with the one inch grids or the one inch hexes, depending on which way you go. 
I mean, a lot of folks still prefer the hexes because it gives you more more directions you can go instead of diagonal or straight, which, of course, in 5th edition, they kind of took that out. But we old timers remember when it's if you go diagonal, it's a space and a half every step diagonally you take. Because <laughs> we all know a zigzagging costs more than going diagonal. But <laughs> battle mats with a, and I say this for a reason, wet erase markers. One, because dry erase markers get into your battle mat and never come out. Two, wet erase markers when you make your battle map will not be wiped by someone's arm scuffing across the table. Mm-hmm. However, will be epically destroyed if Mountain Dew is spilled upon it. What? Because <laughs> it's wet erase. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So if someone spills a drink, they'll just watch the map melt away. Oh, yeah, that's true. It'll It'll float away. <laughs> And of course, you know, you've seen me many a morning before game day going outside with my battle map and the garden hose mm-hmm. and hosing that bad boy down. Yep. Which, for those of you like myself, if you uh, do your battle map and you pause in the middle of combat, use your smartphone to take a picture. I don't know why I say smartphone. Those are the only phones that are around nowadays, right? No, people still use the... Like, Take a picture of your battle map and where things are located so you can recreate it to a T the next game. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to leave your map filled out and you notice that the red and the green colors don't come up, there is a trick to take your wet erase marker and draw back over the lines pretty thickly. And the fresh ink will cut cut the dry ink off the map so when you wash it, it comes off. Hmm. That's that's an old school battle map uh, trick. Cool. And of course, there are more and more companies now making the vinyl battle mats, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, what's your next accessory to die for? Well, I absolutely love because you know I love playing Five E. Um, the inspiration and I love inspiration tokens. <laughs> They're just fun. Cause like you can toss them at the player for, Hey, you know, um, it, and it, you can like, tr- and you have to actually turn it in, you know, it's, it's kind of, I kind of like that, especially with, I mean, I, some of the ones that I got you, I just really love them. Um, and I've got different varieties, um, uh, but my favorite are the uh, orange day glow acrylic ones that are engraved. Those are oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I also have ones that are specific to bards, you know, like bardic inspiration. I can hand those to a player. Um, I did – now, the, the company is on hiatus, but I did get these those ones for you for your birthday. Mm-hmm. They're basically laser-cut acrylic that, that had been then sanded and painted, and they did an amazing job. Um, and they have the bardic inspiration. What mm-hmm. I like about theirs is because you can get them, okay, with the six-sided die or the eight-sided die or the ten-sided die, depending on the level of your bard, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And then you hand that to the player that you're giving it to, and then they know what die to add specifically to your um their role which is nice i mean because i mean i have done well 
here's like here's a fate die let me give you because it's obviously not one of the ones you roll but it's the shape Mm -hmm. Um, but then like if your character gets to level five then you know they're not gonna loan that number out of the water it's like the whole shape correlation is no longer you know valid but um I do. I like those types of tokens. Yep, I am definitely a fan of the. It's, I mean, I used to use from back in the day with fake poker chips because I like that distinct thud when you throw a chip on the table. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the inspiration ones, especially the bardic inspirations, like the one that's a loot. You know, uh-huh. the, the token looks the like a loot. I love those for bardic inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've got those. And then you can um, plop them down, and the person knows that they are inspired. Yeah, that set that I got you, I really like this because those tiles have a real weight to them, mm-hmm. um, especially because, you know, and with the paint and stuff. Um, and then the other ones that I had gotten you, which were just um, regular acrylic with some little etching and stuff, mm-hmm. um, they're lighter, but they're still really cool. And with the Bardic Inspiration ones that I had gotten, you know, I used a crayon to fill in. Mm-hmm. So you could read it better. Uh, so that you could read it better. Um, the the ones that are sort of the day glow see through, um, those usually you don't have a problem with, but an opaque one, um, using a crayon to fill in the the recess, um, recessed lines. Almost helps like pop the color. Almost like old school D and D dice. Exactly. You know, you get that box with the dice that are so sharp that they could cut, you know, <laughs> cut glass practically. Um, and then you take a crayon uh, in a lighter color, or, you know, dark because they were usually um, a standard primary color kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it was a light colored dye, you would use a dark, you know, that type of stuff just to, you know. Back in our day, we had to color in the pips on the dice. We had to fit it in ourselves. (laughs) But, yeah, that's definitely a a token on the table that I love is the inspiration and bardic inspiration. Oh, yeah. So that if if you're looking to give, uh, of course, we're here we are late for Christmas gift ideas. If you're looking (laughs) to get something for your GM out there, inspiration tokens are great because... And I learned this while playing Fate years ago. If you don't give your players a physical token, they will forget that they checked the box for inspiration on their character sheet until after the end of the game when they look at their sheet and go, like, oh, oh, darn. But if you give them something they can tact- tactically touch and play, almost like a fidget spinner, if you give it to them, they will touch it and remind mm-hmm. themselves Exactly. And that's totally a thing I've seen on, you know, on every age bracket of gamers is if you give them a thing, they will play with it. Yeah. And I like also ones for like potions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a fan of the back. healing potions because then they can just write it down. And the next game session, you can partial parcel them off because as one, as a GM, you can make sure people are being honest between game sessions. Two, players forget to either write it down or to remember if they used it or not. Mm-hmm. And if you give them a thing that they have to write down on their character sheet, okay, I have four potions, and then they erase that when you give them the four tokens, and then they write it down at the end of the game session how many they have left. Mm-hmm. Because they remember then, oh, I'm about to die, take my potion, because there's nothing worse than you know forgetting 
you had a healing potion when you could have shoved it into the mouth of your cleric and brought them back to stable zero as they died from running out of death saves. Yep. So what you got next? That brings us to seven, by the way. <laughs> well, um, I would have to say dice trays. Um, I, I do love having a dice tray. I make collapsible ones that you can put into a folder <laughs> um, uh, and then you just snap them together so that you can roll into them. And why I like them is because like say you're using um, a heavy die, a metal die. Man, we know those metal dice. They got some heft to them. They like, go kathunk. They do go kathunk. And if you're playing on somebody's table and it's wooden um, these suckers, if you like, and we all know the people who toss, I mean, really toss the, throw those dice, <laughs> it could leave a mark, but with a dice tray, it won't leave a mark, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Or it will, instead of the dun, 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 because you just rolled this massive <laughs> amount, you know, like dice, you know, of a heavy metal, it's like, but if you have it on a dice tray, it's a lot softer. It's muffled. So that's kind of nice, too. So it can protect um, surfaces, especially, you know, if you're gaming at somebody's house. Come on, folks. Let's be polite, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have one, roll. try and roll on your papers or your notebook, um, unless it's slanted, because then you, you, that would be um, the uh, clipboard that I use if, if I can have it open works great because it's got a little tiny lip you know on both sides you can use one side as a dice tray almost um but you you do have to like can't roll crazy you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but i know people who toss them in the air that's how they roll them yeah they know? roll kind like, of they do that huh? slingshot from the hip throw so it bounces and ricochets you know and even when you're doing it normal rolling like I would like, I hate to use the word normally, you know, where you're much more conservative about your toss, I should say. Um, they'll go rolling off the, t- the, off the table. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, and a dice tray helps with that. So, yeah. And you can use lots of different things as dice trays. Um, but uh, I like, you know, ones that are like can fold flat. I've even had some gaming groups where they put books up as barricades to protect it from the floor. Because uh-huh. there's nothing worse than a 10-minute break because a dice hit the floor and disappeared. Yeah. And I like the uh, uh, the dice boxes that can also act as a dice tray. Oh, the nice little wooden ones. Or actually, like I have the that one that I got for you that one time. Um, I had it. I had it 3D printed by a company. Mm-hmm. Um, Etsy, I love Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all those toke, all the different tiles of the set that I had got you, mm-hmm. all fit into it. So it's all a one compact thing. You can put dice in there. You have your tokens, and and I'm talking a complete set of tokens, like monster tokens, and mm-hmm. and all uh, that fold flat. So it was nice to just have those. All inside the one dice box that looks like a book. Mm-hmm. And it <laughs> and came with like all a, the druid shapes too. Well, yeah, I got you the complete set, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, the wild form. Oh my god, I love that. Um, 
well, I was also playing a druid at the time, so I was like, <laughs> woohoo! <laughs> um, but it all goes into that one dice tray and it, it has a magnetic lid um, to hold it on. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I've got it all kind of in one. And it's, uh, even though it's plastic, it's got uh, lining so that it muffles it. Mm-hmm. But the, the dice tray can act as a dice box as well. Yeah, and then, and I will throw it out also for the nice thing about the dice tray. If you're playing games like Star Wars and Scion, where you're chunking mm-hmm. a handful of dice, it is nice. Like in our Star Wars groups, we learned quickly dice trays are needed because your dice, mm-hmm. as soon as you throw them down, go in every direction. And it's nice to have them confined to a you know, a nine inch square. So yeah, well, you can partially your successes and your failures. So if you're playing yeah. world of darkness dice, you know, same thing with the D tens, you're dropping that handful of dice. Uh huh. And if you don't have the dice etiquette or the dice accuracy to drop it in one spot, this way it's corralled to your space instead of the whole table. Yeah. And that's why I make two different size <laughs> dice, <laughs> dice trays. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. Um, the small one's good for D&D, but for the, you know, mm-hmm. the Star Wars games, you, you need, need a bit the, more space. You need them big dice pools. <laughs> so I will definitely agree with Dice Tray on that one. And anything that makes those big hunky metal dice quieter. Yes. But they're so cool. <laughs> and they make such a, a resounding kathunk. Mm-hmm. So what is your next one? Well, I guess we could go on. We could do Dice Towers. Ah, sticking with the dice theme. Well, you know, I love dice. But uh, Dice Towers are cool. Um, but it's pretty much just for for games that don't ha- you don't throw a whole bunch of dice at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, they tend to have uh, a, a smaller reservoir, so to speak. Um, but it's nice because you can make them fun. <laughs> it's true. And it, they're, they're fun, you know. Um, and you, you put the dice at the top. It rolls down a little tumble. It tumbles down um, uh, and it, it has to hit a, at least one to two level um, to, to, to mm-hmm. jostle it. And then it usually has an attached reservoir um, of some sort or, you know, to corral them while because <laughs> otherwise goes... it might go shooting through depending on how hard or you, you drop it or something. But it can be fun because some of them are like clear and you can see through it or they're, you know, you know, got special designs and stuff on it. And I like those. Like, like the other weekend, we were talking with Anastasia about that skull 3D printed one where you throw the mm-hmm. eye, the dice into the eye socket of the skull and they go rolling out the mouth. Mm-hmm. Or my favorite is, I think, the one you were talking about, which is the clear one that's got the dungeon steps. Uh-huh. They go you down to the bottom so you can watch and go click, 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 click. Yeah. It's all Those about the goblin cool. rocks. Of course, I also love my one that fits into my mythic mug. Mm, yeah, exactly. That that, that one that's, that's right so inside it. And... Yeah, it's specifically designed and crafted so that they fit directly inside the mug. Mm-hmm. And the 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 corral at the bottom actually becomes the lid on the top the when lid. you put it in there. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So that's that that that's it's fun. And of course, I have it done in rainbow metallic because <laughs> it's fun. <sighs> and of but course, I, like I have a gold one to match my cleric set. It's mm-hmm. they're, they're all you know. And you can always get the laser cut ones that are basically the folded up. Usually it's it's like a balsa wood or something lightweight that you can mm-hmm. put together on spot and then collapse down to pieces so it fits in a 3D binder or a uh, clipboard. And those are yeah, nice. with the the, the t- typical tab uh, construction. And lots of artists now are putting their artwork on them too, which is good because you know mm-hmm. that way you can have some cool artwork to look at. Oh yeah, very cool. Like uh, last ring on, we we picked up one of the ones with one of the local artists. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. And I believe Tolly is going to be making some. I'm looking forward to that. Yay! I've got some suggestions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I get you this really pretty acrylic, would you make me this? <laughs> <laughs> I'll print you this. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she may just talk you into coming and hanging out with her at the shop at the mall while she's while she's printing it. Oh, well, it depends. I'm in full on uh, construction mode for Wow Wow Westcon. Yep, <laughs> we have less than forty plus days. Oh, don't even say it. I said it. Yes. I've been forbidden okay. from saying well, how it. How about you say this, sweetheart? What's your next favorite accessory? I will go ahead and say, since we are at number 10, by the way, we're really at like 16 or 17, but I'm calling it number (laughs) 10. As one of the fun things I like at the table, because we all know 5th edition, there's this whole, is a 1 a crit fail? Is a 20 a critical success? Because... They're, they're depending on the haves or the have-nots and what extra rules you're playing with. Most folks think a 20 is only a crit in combat. It doesn't do anything for the skills, which, as most old-school GMs will tell you, a 20 should deserve some coolness. Just saying. I am a fan. I agree. I agree. I am a fan of the crit-fail deck. And, of ah. course, by extension, the crit success. Because if you want to do more than just double the dice of damage for a cool roll the crit fail deck which we kickstarted way way long ago have a lot of great funny moments that can add to combat because all of a sudden it can be something you know ridiculous that's now happening in the combat Uh, that's that's a good idea and plus for somebody who uh you know, hey, I'm I'm running this quick one shot, you know, with random encounters and stuff. This way they can just pull from the card mm-hmm. um, just to kind of, you know, not have to feel like they have to write everything out. Yep. And uh, if if you get a chance, the, uh, the company's name is Nord Games and they're the ones that came up with the crit fail deck. And they also have, of course, the crit success, you know, deck. That uh, it's kind of based on the weapons. When you flip through the cards, it's got like, here's a slashing attack. Here's a ranged attack. Here's a spell attack. And when you pull the card up, it gives you multiple options. Like, you know, hey, who turned out the lights as you hit them and they're now blinded by the attack? Or, woof, uh, reroll the attack against the closest target 
further from yourself, you know, because you managed to like shoot double shots and things or oof, you missed and you're now hitting the guy, the wrong target, which we all know most GMs will totally do one of two things on a natural one. You either broke your weapon, threw your weapon across the room and I'll roll like grenade splash damage to see where it lands or you hit your friend. Exactly. It's like as a ranger, oh, oh, look, my bowstring broke. <laughs> oh, shot somebody in the back. So it's nice to shake it up a little. Yep. And it is so, nice because it gives you, you options and ideas. Yeah. The, 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 uh, tried and true is not bad, especially it can be very funny. <laughs> this is true. But it is nice to shake it up a bit. Mm hmm. And, you know, the nice thing, too, is you can just, you know, as a GM, if your monster's roll fails, it's nice to be able to pull this deck out and see what happens besides just I miss or I break my weapon. I mean, like in Star Wars, you get three threat and, oh, the weapon ran out of ammo. That's that's something pretty common. Or despair and I shot the other guy. But in D&D, you don't really have that flexibility unless your, your GM's really on the ball. So this way, with using your crit fail, uh, your fifth edition crit fail cards, you flip that out, and you're just like, ho, oh, ho, ho. And uh, I did hear that the newest deck that they've made actually includes natural attacks. So, like, if you have claws or bites, it includes those as an option, too, now, which is cool. And, of course, uh, if you buy the stuff new now, they give you, if you buy it, like, say, off Nord Games, they give you the deck, a book-style PDF of the deck, and then you get the print-and-play PDF, so you can print your own at home. Cool. Which is really cool that they're willing to give you PDFs when you buy the physical one. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Especially with the current day and age, when you're not playing with a physical deck of friends, you can pull the PDF up and, you know... Either randomly select something or you can actually give a number value if you want to do, you know, roll dice to see which one comes up. Cool. Because an excuse to roll more dice is a good thing. (laughs) Yes, dice, 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 dice. So any last bonus ones you want to throw out there since we got Hmm. number 10? Well, um, you know what? Uh, It's... What was nice is um, if you are gaming in person and sometimes it's a long table and you're at the far end, having one of those back scratchers that has that telescoping uh, um, arm where you can expand it. Um, I keep one of those in my uh, little, uh, what is it? The pencil case, the ones that you can do for the, th- the, the yeah, the pencil um, holders. Mm-hmm. And that way, if you're trying to reach or you, you need to move your character a little, you can use it to push <laughs> from far away other than going, hey, can, can you move my character over there? Which is perfectly fine, too. But this way, you can just kind of move it, you know, push it yourself. And that was a gift from one of our players once. He gave um, a bunch of us for the, the anniversary one year. And they actually came in handy. I was like, and you wouldn't think about it. It was just a regular back scratcher you could get, but it wasn't like the one shaped like hand that wouldn't work as well. It, it was just flat. Um, and it uh, collapsed. 
Yeah, but that yeah. was a nice thing. That was, and it makes you feel thing. like a general directing your troops on an army map when you're just pushing them exactly. across the map. <laughs> exactly. I thought, you know, it's not the accessory you would think of, but it's like, oh, hey. And, and it's funny how you, you're willing to offer to do move someone's character when you have that tool. Yeah. yeah that's totally a good bonus one. Mm-hmm. Because the power, instead of saying, can you move that four steps, you just back scratch. That, that is a, that is a genius one to add as the bonus item, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, that, that, that's our top 10 list. See, you didn't think you could come up with a 10 list and you did. (laughs) Oh no, I knew I could come up with lots of them, but some of them are rather reminiscent of each other or work in conjunction. So it's like, does this count as one? This is, this is answer one, A, B, C, and D. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, is the final one. I'll totally throw it back out. There's dice. Dice. But see, I, I have to disagree. That is not an accessory. It is a necessity. This is true. That's, that's just like the game books we didn't mention. That's totally something you have to have. See, I, yeah, I don't necessarily think of the book as an accessory, but somebody's got to have one. <laughs> somebody's, now, even though Guy Gix. have it in? Which, you, you know, I, I kind of like the hard copies, you know, because it's, you know, tactile and you can uh, flip through them, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of old school on that. I prefer it. But, you know, hey, a lot of people have just the PVFs. Some people have some of them on their phones. I mean, I use some of the stuff on my phone rather than looking up the spells in the back or in the different spell books. I can do a quick search. Mm-hmm. But like if I'm building a character and stuff, I like to use an actual you know, hard, hardback book. Yep. And besides, you have that muscle memory of exactly where things are in the book. Mm-hmm. Or I have my little tabs of, okay, my cleric stuff is marked in yellow and my bard stuff is marked in purple or pink. And, you know, my, uh, uh, I'll have blue for another one. And that way I can flip specifically directly to that one mm-hmm. section. Okay, so in closing, is there anything else you'd like to mention? So there we go, post-its, the little book tab post-its, because if you are using a book, those are great because they're specifically designed not to um, leave residue and hurt the paper. Um, uh, and they don't use inks with, a- or not inks, uh, glues with acids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, those are great. And plus you can get some in fun shapes like little kitties. Yes, I have some of those. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're also sometimes called document tabs. Mm-hmm. I remember when you guys had those little cat ones for a while. Uh-huh. The kitty ones. Yeah. I still use one. <laughs> I bard has the kitty. Yep. Yeah, so that's fun. That's a another accessory that you can use. It's like when I'm sewing. You know, I don't quilt, but the quilters have the best toys. <laughs> they have all the best accessories. So I use a lot of uh, quilting tools. <laughs> hey, it's all about sharing cool tools that you find to make life easier. Exactly. Or more entertaining or more fun. 
<laughs> form and function. There you go. Form and function. Mm-hmm. Or function. See, I mean, fun. that's why we doodle on our character sheets, right? Yes. Because it makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, guys. I'd like to say thank you for listening. And Kelly, you want to do the outro since you did the intro? No, no, baby. I'm going to leave that to you. Oh. So uh, thank you guys for listening. And we'll be with you next week. And we have some gaming going on. Uh, Wednesday nights, bi-weekly, we're doing the Dungeons and Dread, our gothic D&D game, which bad things are going to happen to them this week, because last game, they fell asleep in a graveyard. Whoopsie, made a fail on that perception check. And then... Um, Ooh, not good. Yep, going to have some fun games going on this weekend as well. Actually going to have some friends coming in out of town, so we actually will get to social distance safely see them. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I, I am. Know. I know. I gotta gotta bust out some games that we need to get to, to product test at least. Ooh. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to D and D Journey of the Fifth Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash CPPN to never miss a show or stream. Hello, this is Eric. And Wendy Strzok with Stone Valley Hobby and Games. We sell board games, card games, role-playing games, and supplies. We have thousands of Magic the Gathering cards available, carry Kickstarter products, and work with veteran-owned small businesses to bring you our own line of products. We are a small business retailer, but we offer competitive prices, a loyalty system, and free shipping on orders over $100. As a military veteran myself, I'm a strong supporter of our armed forces, their families, and contractors out there doing the hard job. So any order from an AA, AE, or EP address will be shipped absolutely free. Remember, StoneValleyGames.com, where we take your leisure seriously.